0: This is the Mike Garrigan Podcast. Greetings, everybody. My name is Mike Garrigan, and welcome to my podcast. This is episode one of 26 for the year 2014. Thank you for joining me. Happy New Year. Uh, this episode is called Road Trip, and on this show, uh, I'm going to take you through the events of last month, uh, in which I basically went out on the road for a little while and played some shows. I played two shows with the band Collapsis, which I fronted uh, in the late 90s. I played two shows uh, with the Mark Kano Band, in which me and my good friend Mark Kano, which you know from Athenaeum, um, He and I and a group of two other guys, Andy Ware and Joey Barnes, played two shows uh, in in the Carolinas. And then finally, uh, Mark and I did a stage at Holiday show. So it was pretty busy with shows, and I I figured what I would do is just document the experience. So um, we'll hear a live performance from three of the five shows. And in between each cut, I'll interview some of the musicians I played with last month. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, that was a cut from the Collapsus reunion show. It was a song called Chair You Tree from our uh, Chartreuse EP that we put out in 98 before Dirty Wake came out. And the show was really good. Um, I had a cold uh, that night, and I can hear it in that recording. It's not so bad, but right around Thanksgiving, week before, my daughter sneezed directly in my eye, and she said, said, Daddy, I cover my mouth, and and she did, so uh, not her fault. But anyway, um, what follows is uh a couple interviews with some of the members of collapses and some of the folks who were at that show so let's hear, hear what they had to say
1: what what have you thought about the reunion so far
0: drummer scott carl
1: man i've really enjoyed hanging out with you and ryan and chris the most and practicing and playing uh but having said that, the songs, I think we're playing them better than ever, honestly. I know you're singing them better than ever. I know Chris is singing better than ever. I think that uh, we're just bringing it, yeah. playing the songs in a different way, opening them up. Uh, of course, like you said, making it more organic. Um, we're just playing them better and with more power. And uh, even Ronnie Snug said, way better with more dynamics.
0: So This week on, on my podcast, we've been talking about road memories, you know, what, in your mind, is your fondest road memory?
1: Oh, Lord. Besi- <laughs> well, the Tough Man Contest at the time wasn't fond, but that's a heck of a thing in memory, playing that down in uh, near New Orleans, playing in a roadhouse on the side of a road, on a road that had nothing on it but trees and telephone poles. Uh, that one comes to mind.
0: In retrospect, it
1: was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that comes to mind was the Clay Pigeons premiere with everybody there, Vince Vaughn, Joaquin Phoenix, Janine Garofalo, and then The Jam with, uh, of course, Twiggy. Twiggy Ramirez, love him, Evan Dando, and others, and you. That was fun. That's a big memory. Uh, also, driving to the Grand Canyon was a big one. That was a personal thing for us, the band, stopping off there and hiking down and then doing the Hoover Dam. But, uh, and then, of course, pre-production in L.A. with David Bianco, our producer, and we were in the middle of Maryland. Marilyn Manson was in the big room to the left, and to the right was uh, pretty much Velvet Revolver, Slash, and uh, and Duff, and the uh, singer from Sun Temple, Scott. That was pretty surreal. Yeah, I felt really cool that day, we? Uh, <laughs> being packed, playing these epic shows. Yeah. Matt Gross can probably. Collapse's
0: step in fan, and fan a Matt Gross. <laughs> hey, Matt, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> sure. What do you think about the Collapse's reunion? It's been fun getting everybody back together again, hearing the old songs live. It's been about 13 years too long. Yeah. How many Collapse of shows do you think you've seen? Oh, God, it's got to be over 50. It's been, it was a lot. Yeah, especially y'all used to play in North Carolina quite a bit back in the day. Yeah, I remember looking out every night and seeing you there. So I'm glad you're, you're here tonight. So. Thanks. It's looking forward to hearing the stuff again. Hopefully, hear some some songs you didn't hear the first reunion show. We've changed up the set a little bit, so I think you'll enjoy it. Good deal, yeah. There's so many good songs that didn't make the EP or the full length. I mean,
2: there's probably another album's worth of songs out there, so it's, it's neat to get to hear those, too. Former but tour manager,
0: truer. Kyle Hanlon. Uh,
2: and it, to me, it was just more about seeing uh, old friends and, uh, and kind of getting back into the scene and being at the clubs. That was more what it was about for me. Uh, I think that the band performed... To some of its highest levels, especially at the second show at Motorco, uh, but even at the first show, the energy at that first show, at Deep South, was really off the charts. It was sold out, like many of the shows in Raleigh always were. And then to bring that show to Motorco in Durham just after Christmas, uh, and, and bring probably 100 to 150 people out to the to the bar, it was
0: it was pretty cool to see that after you know like a 13 year hiatus. That's true. So this week on the podcast, a lot of us are talking about our favorite road memory. What is your fondest road memory with Collapsus? There are so so
2: many. But uh, the first one, when you ask that question, which is a complete surprise to me, the first one that comes to mind is the time where we pulled into Biloxi, Mississippi. (laughs) And... uh, you know i have to admit looking back on it uh, i probably could have been a bit more of a professional as far as advancing shows goes and uh, confirmed how to get to the club and confirmed where the club was and confirmed what the club was and who owned the club and who ran the club and what the club had as far as equipment goes <laughs> This all happened, everything. It was like uh, if, if I could get five stars for a show as a road manager, then I probably got like a negative five for this one. <laughs> we showed up and, uh, at two J's in Biloxi, Mississippi, and... Uh they didn't have anything uh they didn't have a pa they didn't have mic stands they didn't have microphones They didn't have any uh, monitors whatnot so we told the club owner who was completely hammered at about two in the afternoon what he needed to go rent from a local music shop and an hour and a half later we had that and then the tough man contest started and <laughs> You uh, obviously worked the bell to sound the (laughs) beginning and the end of each round. And then the band played a set, which I think concluded with automatic. And then there was another round of the Tough Man Contest. And then there was another set by the band, which I believe, again, ended with automatic. It was the only show, I believe, you have to confirm this, that was the only collapses show that October was not played. That is correct and uh, automatic was played twice and and we left biloxi mississippi or the outskirts thereof at about 7 p.m and landed in new orleans which seems like just a heavenly metropolis
0: that was probably my fondest moment. thank you kyle
3: you want to be on the podcast
0: sure uh, this is andy martin uh manager of collapses former manager of collapses um what has the experience uh, of collapses reuniting in the past month meant, meant to you and, and how have you experienced it? It's been absolutely special and I think for the fans it's been a real re- reuniting. I mean, there's been a lot of people, a lot of fans that none of us have seen. Kyle or I hasn't seen in years. And uh, for for us... And to see you guys play these songs again after having not seen—I you. mean, we've seen obviously you, Mike, play songs uh, solo-wise, but to see the band play these songs again has been has been a, a great treat for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been a real big a real big treat over over the last month of the shows. So, bass player Chris Holloway. On one second, ladies. How how has the uh, last month of playing with collapses been for you? It's been a lot of fun.
4: Um, a lot of memories come back. Uh, it's like when you smell something and you remember that. Well, when you hear something, or or when Ryan says something to you, you remember things or whatever. But it's been a blast. It's been a total blast. What uh, what have these shows sort of brought up in your mind as as a, as a fond road memory? Hmm. tons of road memories hard to nail one down but just the whole just remember touring and all of that and what our grind was and how funny we like to make it sound these days like oh it was so hard and da, 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 da. but man so much fun so much fun i'm like i don't think i'd do it again tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you know there was like if you uh, if if you could tour now or you guys are going on tour I'm like yes only on an airplane and for 3 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and that airplane has to have my family and everyone else has their own airplane and that sort of thing but yeah. <laughs> Good call. Thank you. The
0: guitar the one and the only Mr. Ryan Pickett. So and this was something that Chris said from the stage.
4: So back in 1997, I was living in Boston. and I used to play in a band with that guy, Ryan. And uh, I think Scott, and one of you guys called me and was like, hey, we've got this guy, this kid in Chapel Hill, and he's writing songs, are we're going to get signed, we're going to go tour. Do you want to go? I said, no, I think I'll keep working 60 hours a week and going to school and paying $1,200 a month for a one-room apartment in Boston. No, I learned the songs, and I met them in New York at Arlene's Grocery, and we did a, uh, what do you call those things, showcases? Yeah, we did a showcase. I didn't really know any songs, so it's sort of amazing that we got signed. But uh, we did it. we sent you that tape. It was a tape. It was a cassette in the mail.
0: So after the collapse of the show, um, it took a little time off... Um, from Collapsus World, which is very different from when I play uh, Athenaeum songs or or songs with Mark. It's just a different approach to to music. Um, I spent the next week, we did two rehearsals with the band and um, the Mark Cano band on this run of shows was, as I mentioned before, it was me and Mark and then Andy Ware on bass and then Joey Barnes on drums and both Andy and Joey have played in in numerous groups and, and very accomplished and well-respected musicians um but even even so we we really did need to practice just so we could um you know see what that was going to be like but the shows went very well and um what follows is uh, one of the cuts from uh, of mine that we played the song's called see you tonight and it originally appeared on on my 2002 album The Promise of Summer um I thought we played this one exceptionally well so uh here it is this is see you tonight from Amos's
5: And cigarettes and road lights feel the way you're Driving for a long time I just want to see you tonight If I can, I I don't know what I'm going to do I'm going to see you tonight Gonna see it tonight, and it's gonna make everything alright. Gonna see it tonight. just want to see you tonight Until then I'm not breathing I'm not sleeping Time is ending I just want to see you tonight Till then I'm not breathing I'm not sleeping I'm gonna see you tonight I'm gonna see you tonight It's gonna be good see you tonight, and it's going to make everything.
3: Is the last song
0: of the first set. Most of that. the time when I've been out playing music on the road, uh, there's very little time actually performing the songs, and most of the time is spent with the people you're in a band with, and that usually amounts to the time you spend driving down the road. And So what follows is um, a segment, a fly-on-the-wall segment, uh, from the Marcano band, a bunch of us all rode in the same truck, To to Raleigh. This is us driving back afterwards. And we we had a particularly good show that night. It was very good and uh, we were very excited. But anyway, I asked the guys the same questions. Um, I asked the Collapsus guys, you know, what has the experience been like? And then secondly, what what is your fondest road memory? So uh, let's check it out. So, Mark, officially on record, what have you enjoyed about the past week? Of playing shows. Well, it's been really nice
3: to uh, to get back out and experience being in a full band again. Yeah. And also to have some kind of new interpretations, of, you know, kind of uh, to play a, a lot of older material too. So mm-hmm. um, in some ways it's, it's um, kind of refreshing. Um, I don't
0: know. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a good answer. I felt the same way too. I mean, it, it's been thing I was thinking about today was that it just it's cool that there's so many people who still come out to see these songs and they really like it and enjoy it and it's just like a new chapter in some ways but an old chapter as well yeah that's very well said how did you feel about (laughs) everything Joey
6: you said said, see these songs
0: oh yeah yeah I'm I'm a a visual learner so how about yeah how about you Joey (laughs)
6: i' I'm, I'm just honored to be able to be a part of something um, I, I told myself I wasn't gonna get <laughs> I'm uh, No, seriously um, great songs um <laughs> working with uh mark uh before was an honor um but now working with mark and Mike yeah. Uh, you guys write, you guys have written some great songs. So um, I tried to bring uh, as much energy as I possibly could to the, to the set. I, my only thing is I, w- I hope to play more yeah. with you guys because I think every time we, w- we get together and play it'll get better and better and better. But tonight was awesome. Um, it, it, it always happens so quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's over before you know it. Yeah so uh, I hope that it happens again so I can keep reliving it because yeah. um, I know the next time I'll get it right-er you know right. what I'm saying <laughs> I'll get it right-er so uh, this is Joey, podcast over
7: <laughs> thanks Joey how about you Andy, what have you enjoyed Andy, about the shows you know, just watching all these songs kind of kind of evolve with you know the new players that have stepped in to take the places of the old players in both bands even playing your songs you know just new interpretations of them enjoying playing with Joey Joey's awesome yeah and I mean just great songs great melodies great vocals you guys are great singers I mean it's it's just a pleasure playing with you guys cool well thanks good stuff hopefully get to do it some more
6: alright yeah (laughs) (laughs) What's the next
0: question? I don't know. I don't have anything scripted. Um,
6: the true story. I'm going still tell you about
3: that.
0: You know, I've really liked the, just riding together to these two shows. I was usually we would ride like separate cars and show up and check for like five minutes and then play. You know. Yeah, I, yeah that's a good point. It, it makes
3: sense. Uh, obviously, uh, from a, a carpooling financial standpoint, but also I think it. it uh, builds a little team camaraderie too mm-hmm. you know uh, we spent a lot of years driving separately just because of people having different schedules but uh yeah the, the, it definitely reminds me of the old days climbing in a van and, and driving three hours down the road or, or more mm-hmm. uh you would kind of become more of a family unit that way so yeah yeah
6: we go five times platinum we'll all be driving separately <laughs> 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 we'll, we, we'll all be able to afford our own trucks our own f2 our own- <laughs> <is> super duty <laughs> with you haul yeah. trailers yeah that's fine <laughs> i think it's important i think it's very it important very to important. stay together
3: yeah someone uh i forget who um who, uh brought this up like back in the late 90s but they said you know we're doing a, a tour together i'm getting back together but uh, you know we're doing a van tour there's no buses there's no driving separately it's all in the van you know and that's uh we're doing it that way just you know for the experience and the
0: you know, kind of uh fellowship of it all so yeah did you did you like the van when you were out on the road uh,
3: yeah, for, uh, yeah. <laughs> certain aspects of it. I didn't. I didn't like owning the van. Do you like 15 passenger vans or the captain's chairs? Oh, I prefer the captain's, captain's chairs, chairs. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a nice, hard, solid bench, but a uh, captain captain's chairs chair. where it's at. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> Joey, do you have a van preference? A van preference? Yeah, do you like the 15 passenger or the captain's chair uh, approach? Uh, captain's chairs
6: for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love the captain's chairs. Um... Actually, I prefer captain's chairs. You could, you could, I mean, that's pretty relaxing. Yeah. Anybody who's ever, if you've ever sat in a captain's chair, <laughs> they, don't, they don't call them captain's chairs for nothing. Those things are made for captains. Yeah. Very, very comfortable. They are, yeah. Yeah. The beats a church, church van any day. Yeah. The, Just get yeah. in row. Yeah. Andy, what do you think about that?
7: If you're in the, if you're in the church van, you got to be in the backseat. And you can't have, you know, usually if you're driving a church van, you more than likely have about nine people in the van. So, yeah, go for the captain's chairs, man. Well, thank you very much,
0: guys, for the stimulating insight of the, of the past couple days. It's podcast out. And we're back. More
7: stories, and we're back. And we're
0: back. I
6: had more stories. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had more stories. We get out. We get edit this later.
0: One time? <laughs> Joey, what do you want to tell uh, all of the listeners out is there this, about is the, is the this, road? Is this the bonus features? Yeah, this is.
6: <laughs>
3: um, I'm glad we're getting this out in the open because not many bad yeah, yeah, not 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 people. people on record not a lot of that. people
6: know about this. Yeah. When you're on a bus, or, you know, on tour, it's not about you. It doesn't matter if you have certain needs or you have to go to the bathroom. There's a there's a greater goal. Everybody has to. You have to be somewhere. There's a, there's a time frame. So regardless of what you have, you know, your problems, you know, you have to put it in check. Everybody else has got to meet a deadline.
3: So you'll you'll forego the sixty-two ounce big gulp for
6: like a twelve to, ounce you water. You have to think about the, you yeah. You have yeah. to think about everybody as a whole. Like if I do this, what are the consequences? It's
4: very thoughtful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Solidarity. No, I'm not saying I did it. I mean, I'm just saying that's how it is. However, what do you regard as your fondest road memory as a musician in your career? <laughs> fondest road memory. Like, is it, is it all work, or is, is there something that stands out as being...
6: You know, one of the fun things was um, there There was this rule that if you passed out in the front lounge, anything goes. Um, and, and there's a lot of incriminating evidence, like pictures and whatnot out there of, of many people I know and of myself. Uh, that includes, you know... Sharpies and it was a as a hard lesson to learn because you would go out and have a good time and you would come back and sometimes you'd just be so drunk it'd be in the TVs are in the front lounge. So you know you go home and you watch TV and you kinda of pass out. But if you pass out, your fair game, anything. There was this guy, he ran front of sound from for for me, uh, in a band I was in. And and he would draw uh his face on your tennis shoes in Sharpie. He would uh, you know, basically tag your shoes. And it didn't matter how new they were or how old they were. It doesn't matter. He would tag your shoes. And there was this one guy, he tagged his shoes quite a few times. And he had to keep buying new shoes because he kept getting tags. But he kept falling asleep in the front lounge. Or not falling asleep, passing out. So that's one of my fondest memories. I think that's a, a, a something that should be passed on to other people
0: that's a good story
6: yeah I'm I'm just saying
0: (laughs) Mark do you have a a
3: fond road memory uh what like were you thinking more on stage
0: playing or anything where you're out away from Greensboro with music playing or or in or traveling (laughs)
3: I remember, well, the, the, one of the coolest memories I do have is the first time we had a tour bus uh, the first time that we actually uh, saw it was outside of um, the Troubadour we just played a show I forget who we opened up for uh, but we walked outside and the tour bus was waiting for us like we had not arrived to the club in the tour bus but it was like just sitting outside across the street like a you know a, a kind of a reward for a lot of hard work so that was a really cool memory um yeah, since we're talking about, you know, bathrooms on buses and things like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, certainly that was a good one. Cool. Andy,
7: do you have a fond road memory? Oh, God. <laughs> There's so many. I think there was a funny, funny uh, evening after a show in Paris years ago where the guy, Dylan Fence guys, got invited to this really swank, expensive, Parisian discotheque to go hang out with the Black Crows and Jimmy Page. So we went and uh, parked the bus. We went in. None of us had enough money to even buy a single beer. So uh, we just were flies on the wall in this... uh, incredibly expensive Parisian discotheque with the black crows hanging out in one table us sitting at the other one Jimmy Page was sitting at the table with Chris and all the other guys and uh, me and Johnny Irons decided to beg Eddie the keyboard player to buy us a (laughs) beer I think a Heineken was about 10 bucks and uh, it was pretty funny you had to be there wow that's a good story
0: Me, the hands down, the one was um, we were in. Well, we were supposed to be playing Biloxi, and so we look at the address in the club, and it's you know, it's about fifty miles outside of Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah, and so it, it's going in the wrong direction, like not towards anywhere civilized, and um, so we get to this club, and it's actually a roadhouse. Like oh, from the movie God. Roadhouse, and there's
6: <laughs> chicken wire
0: in the middle of.
6: <laughs> Jeffy, I think, was there. <laughs> yeah, in
0: the middle of the club, instead of like a bar, there was a, a burlap mat with, um, it was basically a boxing ring. Wow. And so we were going to play a, a tough man contest. We were going to play in between <laughs> the rounds. And so we were afraid to leave. We just stayed and, and just did what we were told. And then uh, I think Carlos has it on video too. <laughs> was wow, That's pretty, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was a, a fond memory when we left. But
7: it was, it was good. <laughs> so yeah. did you just play a show in between yeah, each round? In, in
0: between the matches. You know? Yeah, and we asked our agent the next day and he said, well, he paid the $300. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that what we're going for nowadays? Then <laughs> you have to play
3: automatic every time too. Yeah, it's we like played automatic. our
0: single twice. And as one
6: that's of how you did it back like, in the yeah, day. Uh, you played your single twice.
0: I just kept playing it, you know. One of the only shows in our in our history we never played October. It was on October, which is wow. uh, No I mean it it wasn't we just couldn't fit it in, you know. Uh, Podcast out. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. So sandwiched in between the Amos' show in Charlotte and the Raleigh show at the Lincoln Theater, Uh, Mark and I also played uh, a stage-it show, and at first we were reluctant to to go through with this. We almost canceled this, just figuring that we were playing too much, but it ended up being a really good show for us. Um, It was another chance to do an acoustic practice and really get our vocal uh, stuff going on, but about halfway through the show, I thought we really started to lock in together and play some really neat stuff. We got to play a couple Christmas carols, too, so... um, that was a fun show. And, uh you know, when I do stage it here at Two Egrets, um, I always listen out through, um, my recorder. That's one of the monitoring options I have. So, uh, this is what I was hearing as it went out. I believe it, it probably sounded a lot, a lot like this out there. So, uh, this is the same song you heard previously, but a totally different approach. And, um, How a song can take on a different light when it's acoustic. It just, it's a different vibe. But um, this is See You Tonight again, acoustic.
3: Two, three, four. (laughs)
5: Silhouettes and cigarettes and road lines. I feel the way the road winds. Driving for a long time. I just want to see you tonight If I can I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna see you tonight I'm gonna see you tonight And it's gonna make everything alright I'm gonna see Vision will come. I'm gonna see it tonight. I'm gonna see it tonight, and it's gonna make it. Just wanna see you tonight
3: Uh do Telling You I Love You. That way we get that one in. Cool. If someone's tuning in from New Zealand, hate to disappoint you. Yeah, we'll
0: do that one next. You know that last song I wrote after I listened to Cheap Trick a lot? I could definitely hear that. <laughs> it's funny, my daughter's, her, it's her third birthday party tomorrow morning and she thinks Robin Zander's coming to her birthday party. <laughs> so, well, we'll have to play Surrender or something like yeah. that then. I could wear a wig. But obsession with Robin Zander runs in my family, so... So thank you all for tuning in. This has been episode one of 26 for 2014 from the Mike Garrigan podcast. The next episode will appear on January 15th and it will feature local filmmaker and video maker Chris Bowen. And Chris Bowen is also a super fan of my music. He's been following uh, my work since the Collapsus days, maybe even earlier. Uh, It'll be good to hear a fan's perspective uh, on my music and just what he's up to and his projects. He's got some really cool stuff going on. Uh, but anyway, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed the show.
8: Hey, I hope you really liked this show. It was the first show of 26 shows for 2014. I liked it. I was entertained. Um, yeah, this is Murray. I'm the executive producer of the Mike Gergen Podcast. And I just want to let you know, we're looking for guests. If you're a guest, if you're a musician, a a fan of Mike's music, or some sort of creative person, or just somebody who is cool, we want you to be on the show. Uh, Please send me an email message, murray at MikeGarrigan.com, or leave me a voicemail at the SpeakPipe app on the MikeGarrigan.com website and tell me a little bit about yourself. I want to know why you think you want to be, you can be on the show. I want to know what's going to make people excited that you're on the Mike Garrigan podcast. That, that's the stuff I want to know. So hope you're having a good new year's day. Um, you know, if you're the kind of person who, who likes to set goals when the new year happens or you like to plan out your year, this is probably a really exciting day for you. So I applaud you. And if you're someone like me who really um, doesn't care, um, you know, maybe this could be a good day to just chill. So I hope you have a great day and thank you for listening to the Mike Garrigan podcast. Rock on.